Hey there, this is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast, and I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 68, Trans Chicagoan Finding Joy in God's Closet. A quick reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and if you want to become a donor to blockclubchicago.org, well, that'd be great. It helps our nonprofit newsroom keep going. All right, let's get to episode 68. Artist Wing Yun Schreiber grew up in the Chicagoland area, attended undergrad at Moody Bible Institute, and got their master's degree at Duke Divinity School, and they initially wanted to start a church here in Chicago. Instead, they've started a pop-up thrift store on steroids. It's a, it's a place for trans people or folks experimenting in gender expression to feel safe, to feel loved, and excited to find clothes that fit both their body and their soul. And thanks to donors, it's all free. Wing Yun, thank you so much for joining us here today on the It's All Good podcast. Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited to be here. God's Closet is, well, why don't you describe it to us a little bit? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is it for? Yeah, so we operate um, based on pop-ups. And so at the pop-ups, we have uh, not only clothing racks available um, for folks who are trans or gender non-conforming, but we also invite in stylists um, who are also trans or queer and so those people can guide folks through um, as they're trying stuff on and offer support and encouragement. We have a, um, a DJ there to curate the vibes. We have a photographer there to take photos of people in their, their fits that they've found. And just a whole celebratory vibe, basically, is what that we offer, um, a celebratory and safe space for uh, trans and gender non-conforming people here in Chicago to experiment with gender expression and explore and um, just uh, have a good time and um, good company. I love the idea of a celebratory vibe. It must feel yeah. that way. Obviously, that's that what you're is. going for. What do you hear from people that walk in the door? And and then more, maybe more, most importantly, what do you hear from people as they walk out the door? Yeah, well, that's actually one of my favorite parts is often, you know, when people come through, they find some things and then they're on their way out and they, they're checking out. And, you know, I've heard from a number of people, they'll ask, you know, like, how much do we owe you for all this clothing or for this experience or whatever? And it's like, absolutely nothing, you know, this whole experience and all the clothing, it's all free as it should be, you know, like all of this should be made accessible to folks who are going through any kind of transition. And yeah, we just want that to be as accessible as possible. So yeah, we've just heard really great feedback from people. They love the, the idea, they love the vibe, and it's just so exciting to see what people walk out with, you know, what clothes they, they pick out. And it's exciting to see the connections that are made, you know, when people link up with their stylist or with other people in the room. It's been fun. You know, I've like spotted some people out and about, you know, like going out or something. I've like run into people and sometimes they're wearing something that they got at God's closet. And that's always really fun. I mean, I think we all can relate to what a new haircut or what a new outfit does to us emotionally, mm -hmm. right? It kind of like makes us stand up maybe a little bit straighter. There's got to be something even extra special about someone that is experimenting with gender expression or going through a transition. The idea being that the very root of it is that someone had never felt comfortable in clothes before in a way. Mm. And to then have an opportunity in a safe celebratory space to to feel that comfort and then have that extend out the door. I mean, that's it's really profound. It's more than just a, a, a set of new clothes. Yeah, we, we hope that it, it can even be life-changing for some people to have that, that opportunity to explore and express themselves and 
a space they might not have otherwise. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did this get started? Yeah, so I've always had a love for fashion. I was thinking back the other day to when I was younger and one of my best friends, so we were homeschooled and we went to this homeschool co-op. And at the co-op, we had to wear this like uniform that consisted of these ugly polos, you know, that had like the <laughs> logo or whatever on them. Uh-huh. And so we, we had co-op on Mondays And every Sunday night, I would call up my best friend and we would plan together our fits and how we would accessorize these polos, what we would wear underneath and over and, you know, everything that we would do to, you know, we would kind of like break the rules a little bit, you know, but... um, You zhuzhed it up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, We did what we could to just still express ourselves and... And so that's just always been really important to me. And since beginning my own gender transition journey and coming out as trans, uh, I've just found fashion to be such a huge part of, of that experience as well. Yeah, people like see you and perceive you and like respond to you differently depending on how you're presenting yourself, you know? And so to be able to learn how to present myself in a way that I like want to be perceived, I feel like has been really huge and really transformative to me to be able to play with people's expectations of of me or of what a person who looks like me should be wearing, that sort of thing has been, yeah, been really fun. And um, I've just loved being able to open that up to other people through God's closet. You know, I, and when I was first starting to explore and just experiment with uh, gender expression, I often didn't have the resources that I needed. Um, You know, I didn't have access to the clothing I needed to be able to express myself. Some days I, I couldn't even feel like I could like walk out the door, you know, without anything that I felt like I could wear and feel comfortable in. And so opening up God's closet to folks has been a way of, sharing resources that we all have together, you know, and pulling our resources and taking care of each other and allowing the space for not only me, but for other trans and gender nonconforming folks to experience the same freedom of expression as well. And, you know, we talk about, oh, it's a celebratory space for people, but I think we, maybe I neglected to put the finer point on it, that many other spaces are not that way, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that the need is there because I imagine the shopping experience well, maybe there's other great stores that people are comfortable, you know, talking about that sort of stuff. I imagine there's just a lot of places where if I were buying new sorts of clothes for the first time and I had questions that really, you don't know who's going to yeah. want to help you, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a very, a very different kind of environment. And oftentimes, you know, shopping in a, a different gender section, you know, can feel intimidating. And it's like, I don't know how these clothes are supposed to fit on my body. And like, I don't have anybody to ask for feedback and that sort of thing. And so that's been a big part of of how we've created our pop-ups to run is just being able to have um, these stylists who have their own experience, you know, maybe of shopping in a different uh, section as well and can offer support and guidance to other folks as well. And, and even just the just encouragement of like, you should try this on, you know, that, that otherwise they might not have had the courage to try something on. That's a great point. Yeah, it's in many ways, it replicates what shopping experiences have been portrayed to be like for, for many, many years for people. But if they haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to experience that affirming experience, uh, mm. it can be, it can be fun. Yeah. I just love this idea. And maybe I'm, I know that in the different pieces, whether it was block club or the reader, you got, you had a great article, the idea that you wanted to start a church yeah. that just sticks in me as just so unique. Talk us through a little bit about your background, your connection to religion and mm-hmm. how that manifests itself into what we have today. 
Yeah, well, that's boy. That's a deep uh, question, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I'm happy to answer. I grew up in a very religious household, um, and so it's just kind of always been very important to me. I went to undergrad thinking I wanted to become a Bible translator, and ended up um, studying theology, having a lot of theological questions, and those took me to seminary where I got um, a master's of divinity in North Carolina. And that was just before moving back here to Chicago. Um, this was around the same time that I was beginning to experiment with uh, gender expression and diversity. And yeah, so I had come back to Chicago thinking that I wanted to start a church. And I threw out just my own experience of um, just like experimenting with fashion and and gender expression. Um, I began to see how important those things were and how, you know, I didn't have to have a church like platform really to be able to to reach people in the same way. Realizing that it was possible through God's, God's closet to be able to create some of the same types of experiences of, of freedom and liberation and connectedness and connectedness to self and to others and divine we could that we could do those in a unique and creative way um that could be outside of church as well and so yeah i think that's kind of where that energy ended up getting directed toward was um well, to create that so project. i haven't been in church for a long time but i grew yeah. up as a lutheran a practicing okay. lutheran and uh i mean we were always taught and it was a very progressive uh lutheran church and mm-hmm. We were always taught that church isn't necessarily in the building that you go to every Sunday, right? That church can manifest itself into any sort of community gathering with like-minded people in terms of ethos and goals and and compassion for other human beings. Yeah. I mean, God's closet, I don't, it's it's kind of, it can be a church. Some people would call that a church. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, and that's part of the name as well. That's where the name come from, came from is just this idea of, trans divinity and and sharing that collectively and it's not god's closet like it's not like god apostrophe s like there's this one divinity thing that like owns this closet that we're all accessing that sort of thing it's it's very intentionally left there's no apostrophe it's god's closet it's like collectively all of us in all of our queer and trans divinity are creating this experience for each other are sharing our resources are taking care of each other and that is a beautiful unholy thing and so and yeah in a lot of ways it does it does feel like church i imagine a lot of people that come have had their own um reckoning with maybe their religious backgrounds or the way they were raised and I, I just wonder if you've heard anything from people that see the word God's closet, almost wonder what the connection is. Are people as curious about it as I am? Yeah, we've definitely had people be curious about, you know, like the name or, or where we're coming from. And so I love being able to just explain that to people, you know, if there's any kind of like understanding. But there, there also, because there was a, a project that was connected with a church previously here in Chicago that I believe is also called God's Closet um, that I didn't know about until after starting God's Closet. Um, so people have wondered if there was a connection to that previous project um, which there's not but yeah no it's it's I think the the name and 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 the idea and the experience invite you know questions about you know what we're doing and what our ethos is and yeah and I'm very happy to to share that with people and um, yeah we're definitely obviously open to people who have like any sort of beliefs or backgrounds and that's just kind of where we're coming from is just this idea of of sharing in this collective divinities. You've done pop-ups in the city primarily, right? You haven't, mm-hmm. but I know your goals are in 2023, perhaps to do one in the suburbs, poor sort of where yeah. you're from originally. 
Exactly. Yeah. So we've been talking to some folks in uh, Schaumburg um, about hosting a pop up there, which is actually the exact area that I grew up in. So it's kind of a coming, coming, homecoming in a way a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, definitely excited about that because um, I know there's a lot of folks in the suburbs who I think could really um, benefit from a pop up as well. So um, we're really excited about that. Yeah, just continuing to expand what we're doing and, and create these, ex- these spaces and experiences for more and more folks. Are there any like listeners who are out from the suburbs or, or other parts of the city who are interested in getting connected? I definitely invite that. Yeah, I just, you know, if there's a space that's needed for celebration, if there's a community that needs safe spaces right now, mm. I can't think of a community that... Uh, has been more under fire or attack in a very acute way the last year, I'd say. I mean, for, sure. for a long time, but like yeah. a blowback. Um, it is the trans community or the gender expression or anyone playing with gender at all, uh, right. whether it's a drag show. So like, um, I think for some people, I, I imagine they'd say, well, what, are you ever worried about something? But And I don't want to answer for you, but mm. if anything, it'd probably it makes you stand up a little straighter knowing you're providing spaces like this for people that just need it now as much as ever, if not more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, um, I mean, the, the, the club Q attack that happened a number of months ago was definitely something that um, was a shock to the system and felt like it, it hit close to home because of the way that we create, you know, such safe spaces that, could potentially be under attack as well. Um, but yeah, it kind of just gave us more um, of a push to realize that what we're doing is so important. And there's a reason that people want to, um, would, would would want to attack something that's so um, good and wholesome and, and wonderful that brings people together because it, it is powerful, you know? Um, it is, I think, a really powerful and can be life-changing experience for folks. And so we want to just be able to continue offering and doing what we're doing. I imagine I'm preaching to the choir here, but if I'm not, and people are curious, you don't have to go to something if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't. I just, I just as someone who had a drag show canceled in my mm-hmm. town, a bingo show, a drag right. bingo show. It's just like, you don't, you don't have to go. You can just sit at home if you want, right? It's okay. I know you guys, like you mentioned, I love the idea that it's free too because um, so many people, and not to paint with a broad brush here, but so many people that are experimenting with expression or gender expression or transitioning, um, many of them uh, have been, you know, disavowed by family. They're on their own. They maybe have limited resources. We Absolutely. see so many um Black trans people, I mean, they're literally being murdered to this day in Chicago, but who are don't have the resources. So that, that idea that you come, you get what you want, there's not a bill at the end of it is so um, affirming. It's so, this is yours. I don't know. It's it's wonderful. You can't do that on your own, though. You obviously need some help. So yeah. fundraising, GoFundMes, how do you want people that are listening to this who are inspired to try and help you guys? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so a good place to start is on our website, and that'll take you to, we have a GoFundMe that's currently running um, that has been, um, yeah, has been seeing a lot of of really good support, um, but um, we're planning a fundraiser event right now for uh, February 19th. Um, that's going to be um, in Humboldt Park, and um, 
at the fundraiser show. It's going to be a runway show where we're going to be featuring trans designers and trans models. We're going to be partnering them together to create gender affirming looks for each model um, and then showcasing them on the runway. Um, and then we're going to be um, having a dance party afterward. And it's just going to be a whole, again, celebratory environment way to bring people together. And uh, we'll be fundraising for our operating costs for the rest of the year. We wanted to make more of a concentrated effort because we've been kind of just supporting ourselves through, you know, digging into our own pockets and, you know, mustering up what we can. But we know that there are people out there who do want to support what we're doing. And we've, we've seen some really great support already. So we just want to invite people to be able to you know, take a step and come alongside of what we're doing and um, offer, whether that be financial support, which is huge, volunteering with us. Yeah, a number of different ways to help. Godscloset.xyz. And there's a contact button right in the upper right where people can kind of connect. I know you guys are on Instagram as well. And I went to, I just Googled GoFundMe God's Closet because it's not the easiest site to navigate sometimes, but it got me right there. So I see that you guys have raised about uh, 3,700 bucks, but let's get that higher uh, because you guys do really incredible work for a lot of people. Wing Gun, it was really great to dive into this. Thanks for joining us here on the It's All Good podcast. Thank you so much. So the last episode of the It's All Good podcast was about the stories we loved in 2022. And Northwest Side reporter Ariel Perella, she gave me this great story. She recorded it. She was so excited. And I have to admit, I forgot to put it on the podcast. (laughs) There were like 10 other ones, and I just didn't put Ariel's on there. But I'm making it up to her. I'm including it on this episode. So take it away, Ariel. Hi, this is Ariel, far Northwest Side reporter at Block Club Chicago. One of my favorite stories this year was about a new bakery that opened in Gladstone Park called New Paradise Bakery. It was so fun to report on because the pace, the, it was so fun to report on because the bakery sells a bunch of Southern Italian pastries, cakes, gelato, of course, and a bunch of savory snacks that are all made from scratch every day and super delicious. But for me, this was extra special because my grandma's from Sicily My parents are from Italy, and so it was just like walking into my grandma's kitchen again and being in an Italian cafe, speaking Italian. So much Italian. It was just so fun and really a great moment to connect with the culture, but also to see what this bakery has brought to the Northwest side. And when after after I wrote this story, a few sources and friends of mine told me they went by to this bakery and got some pastries. So Win-win, shout out to the bakery. I love it there and everything is so delicious and I think that what they're doing is great, especially for the Northwest side, which always could use some more options to sit down, drink an espresso and just hang out. Thanks again, Ariel, and I'm sorry to have left you out, but hey, you got your own special stage here on episode 68. And that'll do it for the It's All Good podcast. Again, rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. That would mean a ton to us. And go to blockclubchicago.org for more information on what we do and how to become a donor or subscribe to our nonprofit newsroom. Till next time, I'm John Hanson. We'll drop another pod on you next week.